What's up, and welcome back to another edition of the Morning Lifter Podcast, hosted by two smart men who love dumbbells. We cover all things strength and leadership. This is episode 12. Sean, what is up? How are you, Bryce? Dude, let me just tell you, life is good right now. I'm chilling. That's good. Life is good. I had a protein shake right before we, we hopped on the recording. It was lovely. A little almond milk, a little chocolate protein, some PB2 with a triple decker peanut butter and jelly. Haven't had one of those in like 10 years. Iconic. I'm in just the best place right now. Peanut butter and jelly. That's that's something I haven't had in a long time either. That's weird though, because like you've got the kids. I can't believe you haven't had PB and J in a while. I mean, they eat them. We use those uncrustables. They eat them, but I don't. Love those. Those are those are coming up later in the episode. A little spoiler alert. But uh, what's new? What's new? Fun and exciting with you? How's the quarantine treating you? Quarantine is fine. I mean, it, here in Ohio, things are what I consider to be pretty much back to normal. Yeah, I mean, there's a few things here and there, but um, face masks are not required. Some places want them, but for the most part, it's it seems like everything has gone back to normal. You can tell by judging by the cars on the road. There's a lot more in the evenings now than there was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that's a pretty good indicator. Not so much here in Maryland. Uh, stuff is slowly but surely opening back up for me. Still don't have access to a gym, so that part kind of sucks. But we're getting by. We're making do. So it could be a lot worse. You know, everything around the uh, brother country is starting to slowly, you know, get back up open back up, but I'm definitely ready to throw some weights around. I don't know. You know, I know you're unaffected, which I'm continually jealous about, but uh, yeah. it would be, we'll, we'll, we'll get by, you know. Thankfully, we got the running, so. Yeah, well, it's, it, all things happen for a reason. It seems like you were destined to be running during this. Yeah, looking back, like, that part's just absolutely mind-blowing to me. It's pretty, uh. I feel like we've had this conversation before, haven't we? I don't know, probably. Like, I don't really believe in, like, destiny and fate and all that stuff, but at times it's hard not to look at, you know. Well, George, George Washington mentioned several times Providence would see the, at the time, the colonial rebels through the British force. You don't mean Rhode Island, dude. You mean, like, Providence, like, destiny, fate stuff? C- correct. Gotcha. Interesting. Yes. Pretty crazy times going on in the country, though, don't you think? Yeah, you know, I think using this platform that we have, people are going to choose to tune in to listen to us. Um, and people are choosing to listen to this and listen to what we have to say. I think that if there's a takeaway, at least on my end, I put this in my weekly recap video last night, I guess it was. But I think just, you know, listen with the intent to understand. Don't listen with the intent to respond. Um, you know, it's probably the main takeaway, at least on my end for myself personally. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, what do you think? You know the the listeners could could benefit from here and right about now. I I, I wrote a, an article not long ago about seeking and understanding. So you know for for us, I mean we're two white guys who have not experienced what a lot of our fellow black friends may may have experienced. So I think it's really important to to listen. And I mentioned in uh, in the article. I've been reading Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. There's a chapter in there that discusses, it's, it's pretty pretty darn close to kind of what's going on right now. And uh, the chapter's titled, um, Assume the Person You're Talking to Knows More Than You Do. And I, I think that 
so it's a chapter on how to listen and how to respond effectively without trying to just win an argument because even if you win an argument you don't win all all you're trying to do then is prove that you're right and that doesn't that doesn't actually make any progress it just makes things worse because then it creates resentment from the other party so if you you know if you want to find understanding then just listen I like that. Yeah, it's well said. Well said. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like like you said, you know, obviously based on our skin color, there are things we will never understand. Um, for me, you know, I think I've probably learned more in the last, I don't know, probably two and a half weeks, give or take, um, than I had like throughout all my years of schooling in regards to like some of the different social bounds and social structures and things like that. So definitely a time of growth and definitely a time to to shut up and listen and you know if there's a light at the end of the tunnel with everything that's going on right now hopefully uh you know this will finally be enough to drive some change and you know we'll make it through on the other side right that's right now to hop into today's episode well before we do that just a friendly reminder that you can catch us on spotify apple Podcasts. uh sean throws up our podcast on youtube um and we're on stitcher as well and as always, feel free to check out the Morning Lifter store, morninglifter.com backslash store for awesome t-shirts, some really cool flags and banners, all things strength and leadership and morning lifting. So, Mr. Morning Lifter, Sean, that's you. What do you know about carbs besides the fact that they are great? Well, I know how to get off of them, but that was a, <laughs> that was a long time ago. Uh, I, you know... We've had this talk. I've I've had personally. I've had a battle with this for you know it's been off and on for the last ten years, twelve years, something like that. You know, and so um, I I think they can be very very good for you if you know a what to eat and b how to eat it and c when to eat it. And for myself, you know, as I started this website and everything else, and I've been studying to get my CSCS license. You know, nutrition was one thing I've never been very, very good at. It's just taken a lot of discipline for me to do what I need to do. But now, as I've, as I've researched more, I'm starting to understand the science behind it. And also the fact, which is why I text you constantly uh, about my yo-yoing sometimes. But you've been proud. Of, you should be proud of me because I haven't. A, I haven't texted you in some time, and uh, B, things have actually been going pretty well. So I, I've stabilized now. So those are all good things. That's good. Are you bulking or cutting this week? Since it seems to change on a weekly <laughs> basis. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm actually staying consistent, man. I'm I'm right around thirty four, thirty five hundred calories, and that actually seems to be a pretty solid maintenance phase for me right now. Um, but uh, my strength is increasing, you know, and, but my waist is not. So that's a positive. Uh, but I've been, I've been, I've tried to be much more conscientious of what I eat and when I eat it, you know, so eating right after my workouts, it'll be something that's, uh, is a little bit more fast digesting. You know, I, I'm a sucker for cereal, man. So I'll, but what I'll do is I'll eat the cereal in the morning. Because I know that's going to hit fast and it's going to help me recover, you know. So I'm starting to understand when I can eat things and what I can get away with versus when I probably shouldn't. 
Um, pizza was another one. I, you know, I'm a big pizza fan, but I've I've done a pretty good job of staying away from it and getting myself back into that mentality to uh, you know to focus on the goals. I I always go back over that that quote I heard Stan Efferding talk about, and he said if it's not if, if what I put in my body is not going to help me get bigger, faster, or stronger, then I don't need it. So oh, yeah. uh, you know you know more about the science side of it than I do, but um, well, we're going to go know, into I, that, actually. I, I, I know enough to make me semi-dangerous. Oh, uh-oh. No, nah, yeah, we're going to get into that. We're uh, we're going to talk a little bit about why cereal right after your workout isn't necessarily the worst option. Um, we're going to get into, on this episode, the probably a fitness, what I would consider a fitness buzzword uh, in the glycemic index, as I'm sure listeners of this podcast have probably heard that phrase before. Um, we're going to get into some of that stuff today, probably, you know, surface level. We'll, we might have to do like a part two episode, um, but we're going to hop into some of that science. And, you know, you brought up a lot of interesting points there just in that first first general overview question that we're going to kind of pick apart here as we move forward. But, uh, you know, to start, we we're going to just throw out that glycemia, right, the presence of glucose in the blood. So glucose, sugar. As a carbohydrate, that is where we, that is our main source of body fuel that we get, you know, from the food that we ingest, our body breaks down carbohydrates into glucose. Glucose is what we use for cellular energy. That's about as scientific as we're going to get in that regard. Um, moving forward, glycemic index scale, zero to a hundred, will tell you how big of a blood sugar spike you are going to have based on the food that you eat. And this is based on two hours after consumption. So uh, that blood sugar spike will obviously affect your insulin responses and some of the other hormonal responses in your body. And that's the part that we might save for another episode. We're mainly going to be focusing on the foods on this episode. So with that, Sean, you know what low glycemic index carbs are. What are some of the benefits to eating them? And we'll throw out some examples there. We're looking low glycemic index would be like, most fruits, vegetables, whole grains, nuts, uh, some of the low-fat dairy products like the Greek yogurt that you eat is probably a low glycemic index carb. What are some of the benefits that you get from eating those? Well, I think one of the most important things is like you mentioned, fruits. A lot of those have really good fiber, which is you're going to stay fuller for longer. That's that's going to help curb some of your appetites. Um, I, I think for, for myself, like I'll eat, um, when I get done training, I'll have some yogurt, Greek yogurt, and then I'll have some cereal. So the yogurt keeps me fuller for longer, but then the cereal, which is faster digesting, that, that gets into my body quick and helps replenish what I lost during the workout. So I'm trying to hit two things at once. Um, your, your insulin response is going to be a little bit slower too, um, but you're you know you're going to you're going to get back a lot of your energy as you eat. You know you have to be able to uh, replace what you took out. So I think those are some important things. At least some, uh, at least on the basics. You know, I mean, I think that's kind of where we try to target is is for the the average person, right? I mean. The right, the basics, of, the feeling, stuff like that. Yeah, 
you don't even know how it affects your gastrointestinal absorption and all that stuff, right? Like it's, no one gives a shit about that. Like, I mean, it's. I think it's just important if you have a basic understanding of it. And that's the one thing, like, I've always struggled with. And even though I've, I've learned a lot more about it, it's one thing that when you start to think about it more, then you start to make choices that are consistent with your training. And for me, I like, that's one reason why, you know, like, you had to talk me off the edge, like, I don't know, a few, a few weeks ago, <laughs> right? So uh, <laughs> no. um, yeah. But because the diet is the one thing that I've always, always struggled with. And so I, I started just, I, I, I tried to do a little bit more research and I started to consciously understand, okay, how is my eating going to benefit my training? And when I changed my mindset to that, then everything kind of started to flatten out. And then I started reaping some of the benefits. That's awesome. Yeah. I read a quote, I forget who it's from, but, uh, you know, high level strength athlete, high level, you know, professional athlete, something along the lines of, you know, if your body was like a formula one race car, what fuel would you put in that race car? Right. You would want the best fuel for performance. And, you know, this guy basically said, um, and again, I'm paraphrasing here. I don't know word for word. I don't have it pulled up. But, um, you know, it's like, I don't eat for emotion or to get an emotional response from what I eat. I eat for the fuel that my body can perform with, right? So I feel like that's kind of what you're getting at here. You've kind of dialed yourself in to what you, you know what you need when you need to eat it to be able to perform at 4.30 a.m. or right. whatever it is that you work out, right. um, which is awesome. Like, it's great. It's, you know, something that you can lean on knowing that you mainly work out in the morning you kind of can get into that routine um you know for myself personally it's a little bit tougher because when i run throughout the day is you know always varying like tonight i ran at 7 30 at night because it was it finally cooled off a little bit but um you know so i'm still trying to figure that out a little bit as well but uh i want to go back you said you were, we were talking about the cereal right and it's i'm glad you brought that up um so the cereal right after you work out so that is going to be a high glycemic index carbohydrate, right? Refined, processed. Um, there's going to be some simple sugars in that. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. So do high glycemic index carbs have a place in the diet? Yes or no? And why? Uh, well, I think they do. They absolutely do. Uh, I think the best time for them, and I, there's a lot of other people that I think would agree with this, is usually the best time for them is right after a workout. Because that's when your body's going to absorb that stuff the most and help repair your muscles to, to feed it. So, at least from my understanding, that's that's the best or the most opportune time to eat those types of carbohydrates. Yeah, um, just to let you know that your understanding is correct, sir. <laughs> um, Points so under. Yes, 10 points for you, although this is like whose line is it anyway. Everything's made up. The points don't matter. <laughs> um, so during times of stress, and we're using exercise here would be stress on your muscles, right? You're working out. You're, um, you're taxing your muscle cells. So during times of stress, your muscles become extremely anabolic in that they're going to be in a building and growth phase. So directly after that, if you eat, you know, refined processed carbohydrates 
that's going to get pulled out of your bloodstream a lot quicker. So, and it will go straight to your muscle cells for the re- to start the repair process, right? If your body wants to repair itself as quickly as possible, undergo recovery, build you up bigger, stronger, etc. So there is actually some truth to the oh, bro, I just worked out, like I need whatever I want, right? I don't know about that. No, too far. I, I maybe it depends. I mean, maybe if you're Brian Shaw, <laughs> that. Uh, See on YouTube, he had a, at one point there was a tw- I think it was a twenty five thousand calorie challenge. That's absurd. Uh, just looked awful. But um, I I don't know. I mean, so much of this stuff is genetics too, right? I mean, some people can I, I think can do that and get away with it, while others cannot. And I think you know we've we've discussed too how much of it is a trial and error. Right. Even for me, it's still trial and error. You know, I'm still trying to find out what what works when, when I can't do things versus when I can or when I should. So, you know, eating at nighttime is that's been the next kind of experiment for myself. Is what can I eat, or what's the best what's the best thing for me to eat that's going to help get me fueled for tomorrow morning because we've we've talked about this too like i can't um i can't eat anything right before i train i'll throw up so i have to i have to train in a fasted state so you know i i gotta find something that's gonna hold me over for you know the next 10 hours eight hours whatever whatever i get to bed for that matter but you ever uh you ever experiment with like bcas or eaas or anything like that in the morning I, or can I, you just like not take anything no i do so my i'll i'll do the yogurt with the cereal or sometimes i'll do yogurt and fruit um, no i'm talking before you work out bro i do not no no it no. i'll take um l citrulline malate and i'll take beta alanine and that's it and then a caffeine i'll just take a caffeine uh, 200 milligram tablet. I, I don't do coffee. Can't drink coffee. Hate it. Me neither, dude. I hate coffee too. Hate it. So, Everyone always looks at me like I've got four heads. I know. Me too. So, um, can't drink coffee, so I just take a, a 200 milligram caffeine pill, citrulline malate, and beta alanine. Boom. Rock it. And, and off I go. Yeah. Hey, you know, like you said, you know what you need, you know what you don't need. But, um, so we talked about the whole uh, anabolic state thing, right? So may have taken a little too far with the, oh, I can eat whatever I want. It just worked out. But there is like the anabolic window that people talk about that's usually, you know, 30 minutes to two hours, right. give or take, depending um, based on when you want to get protein in. And that's also a good time to have, you know, those simple sugars, those simple carbs, if you enjoy them and want those. Um that's why I don't know if you've seen the video clips, but like the old school bodybuilders, like the Arnold's and Lou Ferrigno's and stuff, would like eat gummy bears like mid workout, yeah. um, just because those are like pure sugar and that's just going like straight to their muscles. Um, same goes for like Gatorade's another good one, right? Because it has like thirty milligrams of carb or thirty grams of carbs, you know, per bottle. That's just sugar yeah. that you know will go right. Jim Stop Jim Stepani talks a lot about. He's a big advocate of like the gummy bears because of the dextrose in it and how it can benefit you. 
I actually, I actually, he's got a PhD in molecular genetics. I think yeah, it is, so. yeah. I, I did the gummy bears for a while too, but um, I, because I like gummy bears, that became a problem. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had to, I had to eliminate that. So I, the the cereal is, is a good, that's a good tweener. So I'm on I'm on Fruit Loops right now. Every week it changes. Fruit Loops right now is where I'm at. That's on point. I like that. Back when I think I was still living in Connecticut, but I would do the Oreo O's with uh, vanilla protein, like a make a protein shake as the milk though. So do like milk with or almond milk with vanilla whey or vanilla casein, and that would be like my last meal, like before bed. So it'd be like dessert, but you get protein and some carbohydrates in there. Oh yeah, that was sounds good. So you mentioned uncrustables for your kids. I have to bring this up, and it's hilarious that you did because I have it in the the run sheet for the outline for the episode. Um, just that back to the whole like you want to get the sugars in your body right away, the gummy bears for the lifters and stuff like that. So when I was swimming competitively, you know there are a lot of times where you're you hop in for warm-ups, you get out, you know, you got 20 minutes, a half hour before you race, hop out, go warm down, you know, hop back in. There's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of, it's broken up, but periods of extreme intense exertion for 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes, but then you have these periods of rest, right? So you want to refuel your body in between those races. For me, that was Uncrustables and Fruit Snack Gummies were my were my choice um, of simple carbohydrates. So it's hilarious that you brought up Uncrustables in the beginning of the episode. You know, we couldn't even script that any better. That was completely off the cuff. That was not, you know, not predetermined at all for the dozens of listeners that are tuning the, in. The, Just had to throw that the out The difference there. is you probably ate the whole thing. I still have to peel that little crusted ring that, uh, you know, like how they stamp. It's almost like stamped. the bread is like stamped on the outside. You know, that, that little yes. ridge. Yeah, my, my son... He won't. He won't eat it unless that's peeled off. So really? it's like an un oh, uncrustable. It's a double uncrustable. An, un, an uncrusted yes. uncrustable. <laughs> yeah, that's it hilarious, is. man. That's I even great. told him. I, I said, "Wyatt, there, there isn't any crust." He, he says, "No, take this off." It's there. Yep, that's hilarious. Um, all right, so we're gonna put a bow in this whole glycemic index thing uh, before moving into some questions here. Uh, basically, so you have the glycemic index, which you'll, I think they actually have started showing on the back of some nutrition labels for foods, uh, that have carbohydrates, but anyway, so zero to around 50, 55 ish is considered a low glycemic index carbohydrate. So as we mentioned before, that's going to be fruits, vegetables, whole grains, nuts, low fat dairy. Then you have your moderate, um, glycemic index. So this is going to be stuff that you you know, that you'll probably see, like, your complex carbohydrates, right? Um, so that's going to be, like, your white potatoes, your sweet potatoes, um, some of your starchier vegetables, like corn, I think carrots are also considered a starchy vegetable, um, your, you know, your brown rice, your white rice, stuff like that. Um, and then your high glycemic index, those are going to be, like, your refined carbohydrates. So your your donuts, your, your what did you say, fruity pebbles? Fruit, fruit loops. loops. Your cereal? Fruit Loops. I'm sorry, that's a high glycemic index carb, amigo. Um, white bread is a big one as well. You know, these are things that you know they're not necessarily bad. No food is inherently bad, right? We've we've discussed that. Everything in moderation. Um, 
but something you really want to be a little bit more conscious of and try to plan accordingly, like you said. And I think that's what's what's really important is when you start to understand and and look at you know how you can have a little bit of everything, but know when you can have a little bit of everything. Because one thing that's really important too, especially with the glycemic index, when you start pairing stuff with other foods and the amount that you eat, that's going to impact your your GI index as well. And so that's something I think that you should really really think about. You know, like like I mentioned the 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 dairy with the cereal, right? So the 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 yogurt has a, a low impact, right? A low index, but the cereal has a high. So I'm eating the yogurt, which is going to keep me full for longer, but then the cereal gets into my system right away. And so I'm trying to get the best of both worlds, but that doesn't mean I go snacking on cereal for the rest of the day, right? So it's usually I have it once a day, maybe twice a day. I might eat it as a snack. It's, you know, if I sometimes I go for a bike ride, so I might have a little bit of that after workout or something like that. But I think when you start understanding when to eat the certain foods then you'll start to see an even bigger impact. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, you know, like you said, you work out in the morning, so you're eating that in the morning, whereas I usually work out in the afternoon or evening. Um, So my morning is usually like some scrambled eggs and maybe like a piece of whole grain toast, and that keeps me full for like four or five hours, and I don't eat again until 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And by that time rolls around, that's when I'll start doing, in addition to like, you know, the protein source, like an animal protein, I'll throw in, you know, some starchy vegetables and, you know, some of those, you know, potato or some white rice or brown rice or something. Because at that point, I'm, you know, getting to a point where I want to start fueling myself, not just for, um, you know, the satiation sake, but to start putting some carbs in my body because I'm getting ready, you know, to be going on a workout there. And then when I get back from working out, it's dinner time. Like that's when, you know, I'll just dump carbohydrates into my body with protein, um, and that's when, you know, I'll afford to, to have a scoop of ice cream, right, or to have, you know, a couple Oreos or something, yeah. which, by the way, Oreos recently changed their serving size from two cookies to three cookies is now one serving of Oreos. Big news that we got to share out there for the Except listeners. Except for the fact that the calories have, have increased, right? I don't know. I don't pay attention <laughs> to that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not counting calories at this point. <laughs> but so you know that's where you know for me that's like after i work out that's like my after dinner you know maybe on the tail end of that two hour anabolic window give or take well see and that's what's interesting because you know my my loading phase is in the morning and your loading phases is at night so it's all revolves around when when you train and how you train oh 100 that's what you know that's one of the reasons why I think I'm drawn to like, you know, like the fitness and health and stuff as a whole. Wish I knew about it sooner. Honestly, I took a nutrition class when I was a senior in undergrad and that was really when like the light bulb started clicking for me. But wish I knew about it sooner because this how it pairs with like nutrition and then your exercise, your training is like honestly what keeps me going more so than just like the training on its own. I agree. Cool. Um, don't really have anything else. If you do you have any closing thoughts on the glycemic index before we hop into a couple questions for this week? Not necessarily, but I would just say if you if you stay stand by like the eighty twenty rule, I think you'll be okay. But most importantly, start to understand when and why you should be eating different foods. 
especially if you're trying to lose weight. It's not like you can't have anything. You know, everything has to be done in moderation, but still enjoy a little bit of life. I like that, 100%. Um, so questions for this week. Here we go. I got three. Um, I got three. Question number one, are you guys currently taking creatine? Why or why not? Okay. Uh, yes, I am taking creatine. I've been doing that for probably since the probably beginning of this year, I think. Uh, maybe, maybe last fall. I can't remember. But, um, yeah, so I, I'm taking it. Uh, I, I had been off of it for about three years or so, but my strength really wasn't going anywhere, so I, I wanted to make a change. My biggest fear was gaining excess water weight, which I gained some. I gained some water weight, but overall, it really hasn't. Now, things have kind of leveled out for me, so it's not really been that, that big of a deal. For most people, it won't be. Um, there are some instances of like having a creepy bloat and things like that, which I might have experienced a little bit, but, um, the, the benefits of it, I mean, creatine is probably the, I think it is like the most researched supplement that you can take. And there is essentially, yeah, it is essentially zero side effects. And so the there's way, way, way more positives behind taking it than there is to not take it. And it's really, really cheap. Yeah, well said, buddy. Yeah, if you are looking to get stronger in any capacity, you should be taking creatine. Um, and to even touch on the whole bloating thing that you mentioned, I would probably argue that if you didn't know that intramuscular water retention was a side effect of creatine that you wouldn't even notice it. I would, you know, from my personal experience, it was a negligible effect, if any, um, that I saw personally. Uh, as you mentioned, Sean, it helps get bigger, faster, stronger. What it'll do is give you that like one more rep in the tank type of feel um, over time. The loading too is, you know, some people say you should do it, some people say you shouldn't. Personally, I'm not a fan of it. I don't really think you need to, as long as you're taking it consistently every day. You know, for the first two to three weeks, it'll it'll get you where you need to be. What creatine does is basically will imagine you're shooting like free throws, like basketball, um, and instead of having to run and get the ball every time, you have like a a basket, a bin of basketballs, you know, sitting next to you. How do you think you're going to score more baskets in a given time frame? Right? It's going to be if you have more basketball is readily available so creatine basically gives you more cellular energy readily available for lack of a better way to put it you know for that one more rep effect now with all of that i am not taking creatine at this point mainly because of the different metabolic pathways that you use in your body uh with me focusing on endurance training and all this running that I wouldn't really see a benefit from it because I'm not lifting weights. I'm not trying to get stronger at this time. Um, strength is not my priority. Therefore, I am not taking creatine. Yeah, so basically I'm not using the metabolic pathway that creatine affects in order to get stronger. 
because I'm focusing on the endurance training and stuff like that. So I'm not taking creatine at this time. That was a really long answer, and I apologize. What are you looking forward to most in the post-quarantine world? Getting out of the house. <laughs> just, just going, just going somewhere. I mean, I've been able to do that the last couple of weeks, and my wife and I, we've been able to go to dinner, so there's some good things with that. Um, and it's just like getting back to the quote-unquote normalcy, even though it's not quite normal right now, but I think it's just for a lot of people just going back and getting into their old routines um, for some, I, I think, would be a nice benefit, you know. Just being cooped up in the house with nowhere to go, nowhere to see like it, it, it does, it plays a it plays a hard role on your mental state. So, sure does. You know, having, uh, I'm just thankful that we're blessed to have good neighbors, so we've been able to, to you know, spend some time and still see other people. But I think it's just as simple as like getting in the car and driving to Lowe's, you know, or to a, a nursery, you know, to, to just do little stuff like that. To just get out of the house a little bit and, and have a little bit of fun. You know, and I think some people are actually willing to spend their money on some things, you know, so got that, uh, those uh, stimulus checks, so people want to spend their money. So, for for me, that, that's Very been true. I guess the thing I'm looking forward to or have been enjoying the most. Yeah, I know, like you said, the neighbors thing, so my parents in Pennsylvania have been having social distancing happy hours with the neighbors like everyone brings their own lawn chair everyone brings their own cooler they all sit around the backyard in a circle you know six feet apart and stuff like that so that's been pretty funny to watch and see and get pictures of and stuff um for me you know like you said about being able to go and do stuff i mean thankfully golf courses opened back up in maryland and in pennsylvania back in probably for about a month now so that's been nice for a while there i was I was jonesing to be able to do some activities. So now that I can play golf is, is nice. Um, and honestly, you know, as a, as a young adult, uh, big part of my life revolves around the social consumption of the adult beverage once in a while. So I think being able to, you know, see my friends and go out to a brewery or something like that and, you know, be able to enjoy a nice beer out on like a patio outside, like an outdoor bar setting scenario, something like that, um, is going to be really enjoyable. So, you know, being around, like, like I said, being around my friends, probably, honestly, being able to sit around and, you know, hang out with them more than anything. So, given the quarantine, my one buddy, uh, you know, thankfully, we're all still able to work, but my one buddy's a pharmacist at a facility that does, you know, COVID testing. So, you know, a little, a little gun shy about, you know, hanging out with him right away, right? So, I think probably, you know, just being able to sit around with the guys and enjoy life and, Sports too. Oh my God, dude! Sports. How to miss? How do we miss because that? Because we've been out without it for so long. It seems like we've forgotten about it. I would agree with you. Sports would be critical. Sports. Yep. That's. Yeah. I I retract all of my previous <laughs> answer. I'm just gonna say sports. <laughs> Next question. All right. Last question here. We'll end after this. When's the workout collab coming between you two that needs to go on YouTube? That's a great question. When is that going to happen? When you can get back in the gym? How would we even do that? 
don't know. I was thinking like Arnold Classic next year. That would be great. Assuming that uh, they have it, which I fully intend to go next year. I hope so. You got my calendar marked. I've had I've had thoughts too of even doing a, 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 like an Instagram live video of one of my workout sessions. So if anybody's interested in that, I'd I'd be curious. Dude, nobody's up at four a.m. Well, somebody is somewhere. So, <laughs> uh, because I do get I do get comments and questions from time to time about my workouts and kind of what they look like. So. If there is anybody who's up at 4.30 in the morning <laughs> and wants me to do something like that, let me know. Because uh, that is something that I've kind of played around with. But, you know, if it's like one person, if there's enough people, I, I might do it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait until uh, until you can get back in the gym. So we'll have to put that on the shelf until then. Yeah, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Um well, never say never. We'll see. I don't know. We probably yeah, it's yeah. It's a lot more feasible for you, I think, having your home gym, you can set up your phone like and videotape everything, whereas like it would be a little more impractical for me since I work out at Globo Gyms. But <laughs> we could do a core set though. We could do like a squat version, a bench version, you know, deadlift, things like that. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. We could, um we could mash but, it, mash it together. Yeah, I think the probably our best bet at like an in person like together workout would be the Arnold next year. Yeah. Um. So we'll have to we'll have to see we'll have to play with that. And, you know, nothing's impossible, right? We you know nothing is off the table. So, That's right. Do you have any closing thoughts before we wrap up, pal? I don't think so. I think uh, most importantly is just continue to, as you always say just get a little better every day yep keep it strong keep it safe everybody still keep your distance right we're not out of the woods yet with the whole COVID thing so keep our distance for for the time being and like you said let's just be better see ya